Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2020 is brought to you by the organizational team, Anne, Cole, Tess, and Theron. A very special thank you to all of our participants, without whom this event wouldn't be possible. And now, on to the episode. Hello, wrestling fans, and get ready for another exciting edition of International Powerhouse Wrestling brought to you by the fine folks at International Podcasting Month. We have got an exciting game of doing the job today. We have four incredible competitors here to bring their all, their blood, sweat, and tears, and really go full force. I am Jeff Stormer, your master of ceremonies as always. I am the host of Party of One, an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. I am the host of All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network. My pronouns are he, his, and today I will be playing the role of Pogs the Slammer Mulroney. I'm going to go around and introduce our fellow wrestlers. Let's start with let's start with the golden champion, Dwayne Feenstra. Dwayne? Give us, give us your introduction. All right, that's some energy level I got to match. All right, I, I can bring it. All right, I'm hey. feeling, I'm feeling, I, I, I bring the energy. <laughs> I got it. I am Dwayne Feenster, the GM and producer of the Flight Risk Podcast, a Star Wars actual play AU set in the Old Republic, which means we basically do whatever we want and we don't care about continuity. It's a lot of shenanigans, lots of fun. And yeah, I've been doing it for two years and I absolutely love it. Tonight, I am playing Rad Dan the Thinker. My pronouns and his pronouns are he and him. Excellent. Uh, let's throw it over to Tess. Tess, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Tess Kokio, and I am the um, kind of IPM team lead. I created IPM, and I'm super excited to actually be playing a game this year. Third IPM, first game. <laughs> I'm really happy that this is your first game. <laughs> Very cool. I also do a podcast called I Am Here. I Am Here is a uh, podcast that is a conversational podcast that focuses on the guest and their experiences with RPGs in the RPG community. It explores the uniqueness of our community, um, the diversity, and especially people marginalized by race, gender, sexuality, neurodi- neurodivergence, and or disability. Um, um, I am here boosts those folks and their stories and it is coming back this month in September Yay. IPM I'm super excited about that I'm excited so so excited and I use she her pronouns I am playing misery may who also uses she her pronouns and last but certainly not least let's throw it over to Rob Rob give us your introduction uh, thank you Jeff uh, I am Rob. You can find me on potentially Rob on all the socials that matter except TikTok. Um, I'm a podcaster who does three shows. Um, Heartbeats, the heartwarming fantasy is a fun fantasy slice of life. Um, we think it's like a detox for other more serious shows. Please do not binge it. Um, I also do Sons of the Fathers, which is a horror um, actual play podcast. Please don't binge it. And I do production and music for uh, Welcome to St. Paxton, a um, long-running but recently rebooted horror show. Please binge it. Um, tonight, I will be playing Quorum Decorum. Uh, he goes by they, them, and I go by he, him, or they, them. Um, so with that, we are going to dive into the game. Uh, we are playing Doing the Job. We will give you the full pitch of the game as we go, as this is a Descended from the Queen game, which means that we have a deck of cards in front of us. 
uh, we are going to, uh, I'll read the first card and then we'll hand it over to Dwayne, then Rob, then Tess in order. And we will kind of go in that circle as we play through. We're going to draw some cards. We're going to answer some questions and we're going to tell some stories in the world of professional wrestling. And with that, I believe we are ready to dive in. Our first card, uh, take turns reading the following cards out loud. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday at the Runnels County Combatatorium. Runnels County Wrestling presents the Queen's Cup Tournament. The Queen of Pain, Letitia Chains, is retiring after 35 years in the business. In her honor, RCW is holding a 16-person invitational tournament. We have been booked to participate in this tournament. We have not been booked to win the tournament. To begin, we're going to look through the champion cards and choose who will win the Queen's Cup. I believe this link is not going to work, so uh, I've provided everyone a list of 53 professional wrestling names. Uh, and I think we could just pick a name that we want to be the the winner of the tournament. There's so many good options. I know. There's I a lot of good love, options. Oh, I love Big Daddy Long Legs. Uh, yeah, Big Daddy Long Legs. I also love Big Daddy Long Legs. Yeah. I yep. adore that. <laughs> All right. Well, then our champion is Big Daddy Long Legs, and we Hell will find yeah. out what that means in play. So with that, we will move to the next card. The wrestlers depicted on other champion cards may appear in the tournament, or we can make up our own wrestlers, like Jeff's list of 52 names. It's a good list. Uh, we have shuffled our prompt cards and placed them in the middle of the table. Place the one, two, three card towards the middle for a shorter game or towards the bottom for a longer game. After reading the instruction cards, continue clockwise with the prompt cards. Read the card out loud and then answer it however you like. There are other wrestlers in this tournament, but when a card says, who here, dot dot dot, it refers to the wrestlers represented by the players at the table. When a card refers to the champion, it refers to the person booked to win the Queen's Cup at the end of the show. That is Big Daddy Longway. Other players can ask you questions or suggestions on your turn, but it's your call whether to include them. If you encounter a question you don't want included, throw the X by making an X with your arms or saying throw the X. That content is removed from the game. If you draw a card removed this way, simply redraw. You may throw the X on a card that you drew. You may also pass a card by handing it to the next player and saying, I'd like you to answer this question. Prompts may be passed around the table until someone throws an X. Continue playing, passing, and Xing until the 1, 2, 3 card is drawn. Each player answers this question, and then the game ends. The player who wishes to do so may draw the first question card. You knew the champion before they were a wrestler. How have they changed? The better or the worse? So, Rad Dan and Big Daddy Longlegs um, didn't come up from the same school of wrestling. Uh, I'd say Big Daddy's probably more established, probably older, where Rad Dan is a guy in his 20s just kind of starting out. But he kind of looked up to Big Daddy Longlegs, went to Big Daddy Longlegs schools of wrestling and like trained with him. Mm -hmm. And over the years, he's seen that Big Daddy has gone from being this very harsh 
very focused guy to being very generous and supportive of the community. And he's one of those guys who's about wrestling and making the community and other wrestlers stronger. So he's gotten way better as a person. He's gotten softer and more caring as the years have gone on. I love that. I love that a whole lot. That 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 immediately went in a direction that I've never really I was not anticipating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will draw the next card. Uh, I dated the champion briefly. Why did we split up? Um, so Pogs and Big Daddy dated. We dated probably. I'm gonna say like I actually think we probably dated in the early days. Like we probably dated, and I think tying into that that uh that big daddy kind of went kind of got like softer and like more community focused and like sort of more focused on like lifting everybody up and really kind of threw himself into the work it just sort of like it, we weren't really compatible anymore like that was a, a a side of ourselves that like it just stopped working like he was giving so much to so many other people that like i stopped feeling like the most important person in his world and so, like, we just, we kind of, we split up, not on the, not, we're not, we're not the best of friends, we're, we still, we still talk, and we still, like, hang out, and we still, you know, chat at shows, but we definitely don't hang out, like, the only times we really see each other are at shows, but we have that kind of uncomfortable, like, oh, hey, how are you? It's so good to see you. All right, I'll see you again in six months. And, like, that's kind of where we're at. Um, who here is your favorite opponent to fight in the ring, and why? I think that Quorum really enjoys wrestling against uh, Rad Dan the Thinker, and I think part of that is because Dan, being a bit younger, brings kind of an energy and a movement that Quorum doesn't have anymore. Quorum is a really old wrestler who can really work a crowd, but is starting to slow down in their movement. And so by wrestling with someone who can bring that pop and that energy, um, it it makes Quorum feel kind of young again in a way that they haven't in a very long time. I love that. <laughs> Me too. I love that yeah. a whole lot. Such a wholesome wrestling community. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like I needed this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it could still turn. Yeah, give it time. Give it, it time. It can. This is, re- this is wrestling. There is always a turn. There is a heel turn. Who here helped you get this job? How are you going to repay them? So Misery May, um, her dad used to wrestle. And her dad used to wrestle with Quorum Decorum. And so they got her her first job. But she doesn't know that they did. Um, very good. She has no idea. So she doesn't know that she even owes them anything at all um, because I don't think her dad ever told her that he set it up with Quorum. So what is Misery May's dad's wrestling name? Oh, um, I think. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, I love this from uh, from Jeff's list. I think her dad was creme la creme, the cream of the crop. Oh, that's very beautiful. Creme la creme. That's a good good one. It's a good name. Very cool. Um, I have a bit of another follow up question. What was the first job? Was it like a wrestling ring job or was it something outside of the ring? Oh, I feel like um, Misery May has a great voice. And I think that... um, 
Quorum Decorum got her uh, a job announcing the like, uh, not what's what's the term for indie, but in wrestling, like the like, like a like a ring announcer. Yeah, like she got to be a ring announcer, but only for like the the like the little small, the, the small local. Yeah, yeah. Which I think it's also I think it's also like Reynolds County wrestling is like a. Reynolds County wrestling, in my eyes, I, I feel I see it very much as like a prestigious, like small indie. So I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So she got to maybe like announce some of the like matches that were like the kind of lowest of the low wrestlers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the all the jobbers. So, like, never. Th- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I also have a follow-up question. It's it, we're, it's just really grilling. The new the game is now we just exactly. grill tests with follow-up. <laughs> okay, questions. yeah, I love it. Um, so my follow-up question, because what stands out to me is interesting. Why didn't your dad get you a job? Like why? Like why was it on another? Like like what is okay. it? Okay, <laughs> I know. You know this. what I mean? Like yeah. like that. I, that is so, an interesting thing to me. So creme la creme has always been a heel. But also, mm-hmm. he was a little bit of a method wrestler, so he acted the way that he did also outside of the ring when he was around other wrestlers. And it was only when he was, like, not at the ring, like, at home, like, hanging out sort of thing that he was not that, like, kind of, like, jerk heel, sure. like, personality. So a lot of wrestlers actually just, like, kind of... And even a lot of people who worked there just associated his persona I love that. as I love like that so also much. just who he was. But you know, Quorum has been all around a long time, and I think that they like used to like maybe have beers in the backyard with uh, with um, like barbecues and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, I love that a lot. And so Quorum knew that like Creme la Creme was not actually like a jerk. <laughs> I love that a whole lot. But when Creme la Creme, Creme tried, people just assumed, like, no, like, you don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's very, very good. Yeah, the first, the first like, three or four times that Creme la Creme invited Quorum, he said no, because why would you want to have a barbecue with a jerk? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, good. So much. Who here has heat on you? What did you do to deserve this? Um, just so I know, heat means we have a rivalry going. Yeah, heat means um, heat means. So in con- uh, Jeff's wrestling terminology corner, um, heat in this context means that yeah, there's a there's a rivalry whether on screen or off. It means that there is uh, there's yeah there's heat there's rivalry there's energy between you and one of the other wrestlers at the table. It could be off screen or it could be on screen. Okay. Cool. Um. I would say that Rad Dan, the 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 most heat he would have would be with uh, Pogs the Slammer Mulroney, and that's just because I think pa- uh, sorry, Rad Dan is plays that very sophisticated. I'm, I'm a superior, smart, technical wrestler type guy, and Pogs the Slammer. I imagine if I'm if I'm wrong, Pogs the Slammer seems very more like strength and power with the name like the Slammer. So their styles don't mesh, and Rad Dan, anytime he can, he can, is always just dismissive of just the street fighting of Pogs, and like just dismisses him as a wrestler. Just thinks of him as like a it's a, a rabid dog who occasionally gets lucky and wins a fight. I love that, and I, I'm gonna throw in the detail of like 
this has pushed me in a direction that is is near and dear to the heart of Jeff Stormer, and so I'm excited about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the detail that Pogs Mulroney is a hardcore is like a hardcore wrestler, a deathmatch wrestler. It's all trash cans and light tubes and you know and and blood and guts. And I think that I I like the idea that that has turned that kind of turned off uh, Rad Dan as like a and I think that puts an interesting perspective on Pogs' role in the tournament in terms of, like, traditionally wrestlers who wrestle that style don't really get the same kind of opportunities. Like, traditionally, like, if you if you are that style of wrestler, you get booked into hardcore death matches a lot or, like, promotions that kind of exclusively do that. Yeah, all gimmicks. And so that I'm... Right. So that I'm in this kind of tournament, this prestigious tournament that, like, is, is an indie darling kind of hanging up her boots like it it said it it puts a lot of interesting questions in my mind of like how did i i earn this and like what's my role here like what am i doing oh yeah red dan is not happy that pogs is part of this thing he's gone on his social media and has just been constantly not trying to understand like trying to be that that passive aggressive like why is this guy part of our thing i don't get it i wouldn't do it but i'm not in charge (laughs) Mm -hmm. i i love that all right, my question. Why is tonight... <laughs> that worked Good out. question. Good question. Why is tonight my breakout moment? It's because I... Like, I, this is this is the time that I have been booked, like, kind of outside of my style. Like, I've kind of come up... Like, I made a name. Like, I am a big name in that kind of, like, hardcore scene. And this is the moment that somebody was like, we're going to book... We're going to book Pogs because he specifically because his style is not going to match with anybody else's in the tournament and like that's this is my moment to show like that i am not just i i am more than the i'm more than the gimmick i am like a legitimately talented performer and i can do things like i can i can compete strictly strictly with the performance of wrestling and i don't need sort of the uh I, I, I'm, I'm hoping to kind of showcase that, like, I can do it on my own. But I think the other half of that is I kind of also want to showcase, like, the potential that comes from that style. Like, if even if you remove the weapons, like, the intensity and the, the, the performance and sort of the raw emotion of that style of, like, wrestling and fighting and performance, like, I want to show that. And, and get people interested and maybe introduce them to to some hardcore wrestling like I think that's this is this is my moment to do all of that and I'm really and like it, it means a lot that Pogs is here that's very very good I love when that's Todd's excellent it's, it was perfect timing could not have been a better card draw <laughs> who here is your best friend are you ready to face them in a match? God, that's a hard question. I think... I think that Quorum is in a hard place in their career because a lot of the other old veterans have um, retired recently. And this is a tournament about another mainstay. So retiring. Um, and so looking at the people who are still left... Um, if Quorum was honest with themselves, the closest thing they have to a friend left on the card is Misery May, the little daughter of their friend that they brought into the scene. I love that. They don't have the connections that they used to. And so 
Um, I think the closest thing that they have is his misery may. Uh, and that being said, they're a consummate professional, so they are absolutely ready to face them in a match, um, and will expect nothing less than perfection in the ring. I just want to hug them. <laughs> so, um, I feel like if Misery May is matching up with Quorum Decorum, that's actually like internally a lot of pressure on her. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So she's like, I... do I or do I fight them to the best of my ability? <laughs> who wins? <laughs> right, like who wins that? That's 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 a heavy match. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. So <laughs> I have a question for Quorum. You you kind of briefly mentioned it, and I don't believe there are any cards to really dig into it. So I kind of want to like ask like, what is your relationship like? As as probably I think I'm willing to kind of float to the group. Probably the oldest wrestler like here at the table, and probably one of the older wrestlers in the tournament. What was your relationship like with the Queen of Chains, Letitia, or the Queen of Pain, Letitia Chains? I imagine in some ways, quorum decorum is kind of like, um, kind of like how Goldust is in his career at the moment, in the sense that he is so settled in doing what he does to put other people over. And there are people that mm-hmm. came through at the same time who have far eclipsed them, but they have not a single bad word to say about them. And I think that, um, uh, is it's Queen Letitia? Is that, is that correct? Queen, oh, I'm going to drop it in the chat yeah, as well. Yeah, it's the queen I'm, of, the queen of, the queen of pain, Letitia chains. Um, I think that for quorum, um, the queen of pain, Letitia chains is not who, if you asked 10 years ago, um, quorum expected to be leading this company in terms of being a, ahead of the company kind of face, the real kind of champion's champion. They were surprised when booking started to really favor them, but Quorum has had enough feuds on screen and chances to put them over and seen how hard um, Letitia Chains works, and so has only the utmost respect for her. Um, that being said, um, if they were to admit it after a couple of scotches, um, they do feel like they could have done a better job Ooh. I like that. I really... Oh, me too. Who here did you rise up the ranks with? How have you helped each other over the years? I feel like Rad Dan, because he's younger, probably uh, is someone who Misery may also... Like, I would say that she's also younger. Like, she's probably Mm -hmm. in her early 20s. So maybe, like, they've both started like around the same time and and kind of have have risen up the ranks around the same time i think how they've helped each other over the years um Duane, feel free to jump in on this but like i kind of feel like misery may knew all of the old hats because of her dad and so she did uh she helped out uh rad dan by uh doing some introductions to some of the like old hats around yeah uh, yeah i, I, I did and kind of like helped in that sense Yeah, i like that misery may has growing up in the industry is so much more comfortable with the wrestling and being on mic and all that kind of stuff where rad dan is a technical wrestler so 
I think Misery May has helped him become more comfortable on the mic and get his persona out there. Mm-hmm. So where he can wrestle fine, but Ooh, yeah. he wasn't just good on mics. That was holding him back, but he's been working with Misery May, and she's just a natural at it because she grew up with it. So she's really mm-hmm. helped him grow into a better spokesperson. Yeah, and maybe Rad Dan, because he's so technical, has like helped her perfect some of her moves that like um, maybe she needed to help building up because she's all about the character and all about mm-hmm. the like charisma and the, and the voice yeah. and you know mm-hmm. definitely uh, kind of the the showmanship side of things not that she's bad she just like technic like i think she just doesn't have as uh much of a like focus mm-hmm. like a an intense focus the way the rad dan does that makes sense i love that so just in terms of there's something that, uh, that here and here in both of you, like, there's something that I want to throw out specifically about Pogs in terms of like ages. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think I think I see Pogs because like I think I see Pogs and this is a very specific wrestler thing. Uh, I see Pogs as probably like early 30s. OK. OK. But, like which in terms of wrestlers who wrestle the particular style that Pogs wrestles is like. Is like pretty old and pretty late in the career because it is like a very demanding style. Like there's a lot of injuries and it like it, it wears you out quick. So like I think I am a weathered maybe thirty like thirty four year old like a weathered thirty four year old. Like I don't I think I I think I I'm not much older than you, but I carry I carry myself in a way that feels old. Yeah, you've been around the block a few times. Right. It is it is alarming when you find you're you're it's it's. It's surprising when you're like you're here. He, wait, wait. He's how? He's what? Oh, I figured older. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I, I pictured it like that. I figured him. Yeah, in his thirties or so, but definitely doing that type of wrestling, he would be so. He's a thirty-year-old with a fifty-five-year-old's body. Yeah, right. I like that. Who did you let down tonight by being at the show? So this could be like someone from Rad Dan's personal life. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. sure. Or or somebody or somebody uh, or another wrestler. Like it's, I mean, it's you. You let someone down by being here. I would say Rad Dan. Uh, see, let his mom down. It is uh, his parents' anniversary tonight, and it's the it's their four. Ooh. It's their fiftieth <laughs> anniversary. It's a it's a big one, and he's like. I'm sorry, mom. This is like my shot. This is, I'm going to be, I'm in the big show. I have to go. And yeah, his mom and his mom and Mm -hmm. dad are not going to be happy with him, but he chose his job over his family. Woof. He's a, this is a once in a lifetime shot for him. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is, this is, this is the big one. Am I getting paid tonight? Is anyone else? And if so, how much? That's this is this is the the most wrestling card in the deck. Um, I'm gonna say yeah. I think with how we've presented the tournament so far, I feel comfortable saying like we're all getting paid because we've we've established like we've said that this is very specifically like a a a big wrestler's retirement. So I think like this is a prestigious enough show that I think like there's a decent there's a decent like pay envelope coming to all of us at the end of the show Mm. i think this is i think this is this is this is not 
uh, a random one-off. This is not like a random one-off show. This is like people have come for this. This was an advertised event. This was like a decently long window, and then I, I, which 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 pushes me to throw in the detail of like I think this was something that like people knew was coming. Yeah. Like maybe Letitia announced like, hey, end of the year. I'm done. Like, this is my last year in wrestling. This is, I'm going to retire at this show for this promotion on this date. Like, I am making this happen. And, like, this is something that has been built to for a long time. For, like, at least several months, if not, like, a year or so. Like, this was something that, like, everybody knew was coming. And, like, we've been all kind of pushing backstage and on screen towards this moment for a long time. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, I have a follow-up on this one. Are we all getting paid the same yeah. amount? Uh, Ooh, no. Definitely okay. not. No, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely First not. Off, I think I think Quorum's getting paid more than anybody else, frankly. Oh, for sure. Makes sense. And I and, think and honestly, frankly, probably Big Daddy Longlegs legs is also oh, getting yeah. paid. Yes, he's getting a champion more. Champion definitely gets the biggest payday. Yeah. And I think I, um, I probably am getting paid less because, like, this is I am canonically like more of a niche star, so they're definitely like not paying me the same amount. I feel like can I can I add something? Yeah, please. I feel like um, Rad Dan probably assumes because him and Misery May like started at the same time and all this stuff, they always get paid the same. And if he ever found out, she actually gets more than he does because she carries the name of, like, sure. not only her dad, but, like, also Quorum as, like, her she, kind of mentor. Oh, she's a legacy wrestler. And so, like, yeah. yeah. You are a, you are a, you are a blue chipper. You are a golden child. Yeah. So I actually, like, I don't, I obviously don't get paid as much as, like, Quorum or anything, but, like, I definitely get more than Rad Dan yeah. does. And if he ever brings up, like, oh, yeah, making a decent amount tonight, like, pretty nice that they're paying us this much. She's just like, uh-huh. Yep. It is mm-hmm. a nice amount, the amount that yep. we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, could I suggest that Quorum isn't actually getting paid in cash for this show, getting paid in their stock options finally vesting? I love <laughs> yes. that. I love yeah. that he has I stock options. <laughs> or they have stock options. They, they, they have yep. been in the promotion so long that when it started, they weren't, they were not getting paid at all. Um, it was all complicated, you know, partial ownerships of this or branding on that. I think that's fun. Yes. That's awesome. That I is so that. awesome. Even though they won, the champion went above and beyond in putting you over during their match. What did they do? Sorry, before you answer it, what does putting you over mean in Uh, wrestling term? Putting you over means making you look like a million bucks. Traditionally, um, to go over in a match is to win. Uh, To put someone over is to make them look like they are, like, even if they lose, is to make them look like they are the winner of the match. Okay. Awesome. So, um, the champion, uh, Big Daddy Longlegs, um, I think is um, a real behemoth of a wrestler, really, really big wrestler. And um, Quorum is not, um, like, by wrestling terms, not a big wrestler. So, we're still talking, you know, 6'1 or something. But um, uh, I think um, there was a spot during the match where 
um, uh, Big Daddy Longlegs had been using a series of like big physical slam type moves on Quorum, um, all safe given their age, but um, kind of big explosive moves. And um, there was this moment where the tides turned, Quorum um, uh, kind of replied in kind and did kind of a big throw that um, they shouldn't have been able to lift. And like, if you know what's happening, really it was Big Daddy Longlegs throwing their own weight around. But it was performed so exceptionally by the new champion that it looked fantastic. It looked real and it made it look like Quorum was just excessively strong for their age. And the crowd popped at it. And that let kind of it kind of sold the idea that the age thing wasn't as big of a problem as it should be for this clearly aging wrestler. Kind of like, I think, and I don't want to throw shade at The Undertaker, but like, you know those times when The Undertaker at the moment has matches that look really bad and then has other matches that look amazing mm-hmm. and it always comes down to who they're wrestling against? Yeah, oh, for sure. I think sure. it was one of those moments. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's definitely, yeah, yeah. Big Daddy Long Lugs definitely like went above and beyond to like throw, like you said, like like Big Daddy Longlegs was throwing his own weight around specifically to make it look like you were just effortlessly tossing him across yeah. the ring. In in a way that perhaps he didn't do in other matches that night with people who were more physically capable of throwing him around. Yeah, and I think it was and 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 honestly like there's probably at least one match where he just doesn't. I mean, cuz you cuz you need you need him to look like a champion go you need him to look like he can win the tournament so there has to be at least one match where the person can't really throw him around and honestly like your match probably comes after that so that it's like it's like oh look how strong big daddy long legs is oh damn quorum just like effortlessly pancaked yeah yeah i think that sounds really good i love that that's great your oh i don't think this is actually you could always pass so do you, for uh, my character, you can you can you can definitely pass it. Um, who would you like to answer this question? I think Pogs. Okay. I think um, the champion is like probably not like the significantly older makes it sound like ten or fifteen years. Yeah, which is so, probably so the, not quite. Correct, so the question but. is, you're significantly older than the champion. How do you feel that they're getting this opportunity and you are not? Yeah. So what that says to me, if I'm like 33, 34, they're probably, that tells me a lot about like daddy long legs. If they are like, if they are probably like right around, so probably not even significantly older, like I, I'd say like five years older, they're probably maybe a year or two younger than rad dan at like 28 and this is probably their like coronation for lack of a better way to put it like this is their crowning moment like they started out they started out they were 18 they were you know he was he was and he was an obnoxious 18 year old who thought he was going to turn wrestling on his head now he's in his late 20s he's been around for 10 years and he started to like really soften up if if i if he is if I'm like like five years older than him, like I've been around for a little bit longer, then that means that like, uh, that means that uh, honestly, like, I'm not that upset 
Okay. I th- I think I'm not that upset that, that he's getting this opportunity and I'm not because I'm also getting this opportunity. And like, even though we've been broken up for like two years at this point, <laughs> I think we probably dated for like two years, maybe two years ago. So probably so like four years ago, we dated for about two years and we've broken up for about a year ish. And I think, um, yes, yeah, so we've been broken up for like a year, but like, and I, I still want him to be happy, right? Like, I still care about him, but like, at the same time, I mean, I, I don't know that like, once he's the big man on campus, like, I can't be sure that he's going to like, get me those extra bookings. I mean, you know, it's, it's still a little weird when we're in the same room. So like, the only hesitation I have about it is... I worry about, like, if him having this moment is going to hurt me long term. I have a follow-up question. Please. Are you worried in the opposite way, though, if the breakup was, like, amicable and you guys are fine? Are you worried that any opportunities he gives you may be seen as favoritism or... Not even that. I'm worried that, like, I'm worried that he's going to give me opportunities because he feels bad. Oh, pity. Oh, yeah, pity opportunities. Like a pity opportunity or, oh, like, no. a, or like an olive burn, like a really, like, w- what I don't want, what I don't want from this breakup, like, I want him to be happy, right? Like, I'm happy for him. Like, I loved him so much and I'm happy that he's a better person now. Like, I'm, ha- I'm really happy. I've seen... You know, it didn't work out between us, but, like, I'm happy for him. But what I don't want is for him to treat me like a project. I don't want for... I, I, you know, there is not currently a relationship between us. And honestly, like, I don't want him to try and build one because I'm worried that he's going to do that as a community building project. And not because he actually wants it. Like, that's what I don't want. Is for him to be like, hey, I got you this job and be like, you didn't get me this job because you think that I can do it. You got me this job because you feel kind of bad that we broke up. Yeah. Right. And like, that's what I don't want. Okay. I have two follow-up questions. Good, um, please. One of them is pretty short, but it just interests me. Um, how young did Pogs start wrestling? Pogs probably started wrestling. <laughs> Young, uh, younger than he cares. Young backyarder. He was a he. He was a he was a at he was a backyarder. Oh, yeah. From you know, there's there's no way he did not come up. There was no way he was not he was not 16 <laughs> coming up in a backyard. Don't please don't try this at home. There's no way that he wasn't trying this. At home. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think yeah that explains the significant part to me as well. Um, the second question I was going to ask is, did Daddy Longlegs actually have anything to do with you getting booked in this tournament? Oh. Is it already starting? Yeah, he probably did, and I'm probably, like, I'm actually, hmm, I honestly am really going back and forth about it, which which means that here's what I'm going to say. I don't know, and that's why this is such a that's why this is such a thorn in my side. Ooh, is because like 
I'm all is because now like I have this dream opportunity and there's this little tiny voice in the back of my head that is saying like did did you earn yeah oh, <gasps> oh no like, poor I'm, pogs like, okay. it's bothering me so much more than I than it should I'm like, I'm so much more uncomfortable with this than I should be and you're torn because I love that it's a chance of a lifetime and you can't pass it up but oh goodness that, that's gonna eat away at you. Yeah, at least with Misery May, she just has no idea yeah. <laughs> at all. Ignorance yeah. bliss. I love yeah. that Misery May is not the most miserable person in this world. <laughs> well, she's like she's like her she's, she's like not. her dad. It's like a, it's on stage. She's this misery character, but when she's off off camera, she's a bubbly, happy person. <laughs> Yeah, except that I'm not a method wrestler, so it's like the second I'm out of the ring, I'm like, wow, that was great! How did you guys feel about this? Okay, so what happens next, Jeff, since that was my question, but I passed um, it to you. I was gonna say, I, I believe traditionally we just move along the chain, but if you would like to draw the next card and answer the next question, we can also just go with that. Sure. You turned down a higher paying gig to be here. Why? Oh, okay. So I think that Misery May has, uh, hmm, maybe not quietly, but has slowly been like more um, participatory in like a, in another like wrestling, like, I don't know, body or like, what do you call them? Like, like company? Yeah, promotion. Yeah. Like promotion. She has started to be more active there um, in part because it's not where her dad came up. And so she was starting to feel like maybe she should start to make a name for herself where um, people knew her name and maybe either because of herself or because of her dad, but she doesn't have the connections over there. Mm -hmm. And so she's actually been doing like really, really well in this other like promotion. Um, but like she, her loyalty to this promotion, like this club wrestling club is just like so strong that it's just like, yeah, she would have get gotten paid more, but like not that much and this one means way more and like they were going to um match her up with Quorum, which was like both exciting but like also kind of like uh an amount of pressure because I mm -hmm. don't think she's ever gone up against Quorum before. Sure. Like yep. formally in like in a in a promotion. Oh, uh, first time ever. Yeah, like, I think that they've obviously, like, wrestled together and, like, maybe in, like, you know, uh, yeah, maybe in, like, smaller things, but they've never actually, like, gone toe-to-toe. -to -toe. And, and that is, while it's a significant amount of pressure on her, it was also just, like, this chance that she was like, I just can't pass it up. For sure. Respect loyalty. So, yeah. You gotta, you gotta. Yeah, and I think probably, sorry, I was just going to add one thing. I think, like, the last thing would be, like, because Letitia, the Queen of Pain, is, like, retiring, I would assume that she's also, like, somewhere around, like, maybe her dad or Quorum's 
age. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she has also just known Letitia for a super long oh, yeah. time. And she so was she's at, like, she was at the barbecue. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's. See, in my uh, personal head canon, whether it's true or not, Letitia changes her godmother. That's in my head. Oh, that's so good. That's really oh, I good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, For sure. And so I love that also because like there's that idea of like there's that idea like that that really kind of explains how it's Quorum got made the job and May doesn't know that, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that really puts into perspective like why like how Quorum was able to do that really if it's like. If it was straight up like, look, like you grew up with May, like is your goddaughter, like, mm. like give her this, like that is such a good, oh yeah, thing, for, and that that she was that, totally. that, that she could be like absolutely, like you and, name it. And maybe at first Letitia was really like hesitant in giving May the job because she was like, no, I don't want to appear like I'm. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You don't it. You don't want it to look like a family reunion. Right, exactly. But I think like I think the other thing is all the younger people definitely see Misery May's dad as a giant asshole. <laughs> but like uh but like all of the like older ones, especially the ones that are like nearing retirement or retiring, have been around these old barbecues and like kinda know that that's just like the persona that he keeps like method whenever he like steps near the building. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's very cool. You spoke with the champion just before the main event, when no one else was around. What did you talk about? I would say for Rad Dan, he's yeah, he's trying to be uh, he wants to climb that ladder, so he's kind of studied with Big Daddy a few times. He knows him, and I think that he tried to get on Big Daddy's like good side, try to maybe position himself to get some heat with him after he wins because being the heel to the Mm -hmm. champion is almost as good as being the champion because everyone loves a good villain and Dan is like hey you know what I'm okay being your Lex Luthor if that's what we need and I have no problem and yeah he would definitely try to position himself as the villain to that guy's hero Ooh. so I'm going to throw this to the whole table like how how do we think how do we think Big Daddy responds to that? Do we think that do we think that that's a that that it that it goes do we do we think it goes well and Big Daddy's like excited about this or do we think it goes like it's sort of it's off like we're like we're, like what what feels better for or do we want to leave that like empty? I think everything we know about Big Daddy so far is that he wants to help build up the, mm-hmm. the show, the community, the wrestlers within it. And I think to me that means that he already has ideas of who he's feuding with when, like, I think this is kind of, my understanding of where we've got Big Daddy Longlegs to now is they're the kind who has like 4D chess ideas of what stories they want to try and tell mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. future. And and so um, I think maybe um, Big Daddy Longlegs instead offers uh, a trade-off to, to Rad Dan, which is either... You can wait six months and we'll do a feud then that will build you up. Or you can have a match tomorrow night at the, you know, after this show event to try and, you know, take the spot. But like, if you want to push it now, I'm not going to 
follow up with that. Like you can have your right. dessert now or you can save it up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean that'd be a tough that'd be tough to decide on because Yeah, because I I think Rad Den wouldn't want to wait. He's like, if if I have an opportunity at the next the next event to push myself forward even one step, he wouldn't want to wait six months idling in the background doing jobbers, waiting for his chance. Like, if I have a, a, just a one percent chance of getting some spotlight, he he would go for the it right away. So, right. So he would have, definitely take it. Is that maybe also like Rad Dan's like um, not inexperience as a wrestler, but inexperience as a performer and knowing that perhaps waiting actually would have been the better choice. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a, like, it's a, it's a hasty decision. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he just, he, like I said, he doesn't know about the showmanship of it. He's like, I'm a good wrestler. That's all that should matter. And he doesn't understand plot line and character development. He's like, I'm good at what I do. That should all, that's all that matters. And he doesn't have that bigger picture yet. Yeah. Oh, and good. Especially the aspect. Super of, good. Like, he's not going to beat the champion the next night. Like, he doesn't recognize that this is not going to be a match that like boosts him. Mm. It has to be a match that boosts the champion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do love that Rad Dan the Thinker does not do a lot of thinking. <laughs> He's just very impulsive. I do love that. <laughs> that's, that's very good. That's good. That's good. Yes. And that Big, is, Daddy, yeah. Big Daddy Long Plans has things sorted out for the next day. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. Why do why does management like the champion more than me? I mean, that's pretty clear. I think I, I think you know. Oh no no no! I hate this question. <laughs> I hate it so much <laughs> because like I think I think what I think and the reality are very different things. Okay. Yes, because what I think it is is they don't take what I do seriously. A lot of promotions don't. A lot of companies don't. A lot of fans don't, right? Like, they see they see trash cans and light tubes and objects, and they think it's, it's a garbage show. There's no craft that goes into it. And it's a remarkably... It is as, remark- as demanding a wrestling form as any other. It is a beautiful art form. The reality is that, is that we broke up and... Big Daddy Longlegs, even though he was, you know, all about the community, was able to was able to, you know, be in the right place at the right time to be to win this half of the breakup. Like this was that this was something that like, you know, in the in the lengthy in the lengthy subtweets in the lengthy post breakup subtweets <laughs> it was I'm giving my life for Reynolds County Wrestling like I'm committed to the community like anybody that doesn't see that it's just we're never going to be side by side and it like he kind of spun it as much as he is focused on like lifting people up it was you know it was his long term plan to be the star here and if he could use that moment and like. I'm, I I don't see Ooh, that, man. but Aww. like that sucks. Yeah, yeah. All the reasons that you yep. brought up with them is why he succeeded. Yep. It was it. I I I think I think in a lot of ways. I think in a lot of ways, like what part of what really drove us apart was that he didn't change as much as I think seemed to. 
and Oof. her breakup kind of brought out the old him for a minute in a way that like kind of sucked. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> There's always a turn. There's always, there always, a, turn. always a turn. Yeah. <laughs> we started so optimistic, but it's just gone. It's, it's so slowly dark. getting darker and um, sadder. Just, just for pods. Um, I do have a follow-up <laughs> question to balance that out. Yeah. There is one person in management who likes you vastly more than the champion. Who is that and why? <gasps> yes. Um, I know exactly who that is. And that is, um, I had a match in Japan in, like, one of the, like, Japanese deathmatch promotions with Letitia. Oh. Like, and we tore down Cork and Hall. Like, we lit Cork and Hall on fire. Literally. Cork and Hall <laughs> is, uh, for reference, for the wrestling fans here at the table and, and listening to the podcast, Cork and Hall is one of the most celebrated venues in wrestling. It is a sumo. It is, like, adjacent to one of the major sumo halls in Japan. It is every promotion in Japan runs it. It is, like, a very iconic venue. And so, like, it, like I had this match with Letitia in this super iconic wrestling venue that has, like, history behind it and, like, legacy behind it. And we both just tore the place down. We beat the ever-living hell out of each other. We both bled buckets. And, like, you know, it, it is one of those... It is a match that you see in highlight reels. Like, in the, the promo reels leading up to this, there are shots of Letitia, like, bloody holding chains in her hand that is from that match, right? It is from that yes. specific match that, like, that, like, it was it was her that was like, no, 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 absolutely. Like, we're putting him in. Like, if I am... If, 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 if I am doing this, like, I want that... I want him... Because I want, I want him in the tournament. Like, I want to see him. Even if we're not going to wrestle, I want him in the tournament. To honor like that moment of my career. Yeah, that's and great. And so, like, it, is, it, was, it, was, it was her specifically that was, like... Um, it was her specifically that was, like, put him in. And she, she, she is, she's like, you know, there are 10 million Big Daddy Long Legs. Like, there is only one tomorrow. <laughs> And that's that man, that man will do whatever it takes to put on. Truer words have never been spoken. I love that. <laughs> that's very good. Describe the venue for the tournament. Uh, what's special about it for you? Oh, this is a really hard card. Is it that you don't have any ideas? Yeah, I think I want to pass this one on, actually. I think I can't think of okay. anything that's really great for quorum, so I'll pass this one to you, Tess. Okay, I think that this particular venue is one that... Because um, this isn't where they practice or where, like, most of the standard, like, matches happen, right? Yeah, right, yeah. This, this is, is, like, a special I, I like thing. That. I like that. I like that this is a special space. Yeah, it's a special space. And this is the venue where um, she watched as a little girl. Maybe not a little girl, but like maybe she watched like a few years before she really like started uh, in this particular league where she watched the Queen of Pain um 
and her dad match up against each other, and it was her dad's retirement. Oh, I love that. So good. Yeah. It's all extra special. Yeah. Yeah, I love the idea of like, this is the, like, this is the place where wrestlers retire. This hall right here. This is the place. Yeah. This is like an elephant graveyard. (laughs) It's it's like Gates of Valhalla. It's like, no, you know what it is? It's just like, this is where... This is where the gods of wrestling die and where the fresh wrestlers build up out of their bones. Dang. Like, build so, up their, like, you know. Then, can I throw out a pitch? Yeah. I know that we said it's a special space and it's not, like, their gym and their facility. What if it's their gym and their fa- Like, what if it is literally, like... Like we're doing this, we're doing this like one night only. It is a special event. We are here, like we are at the we are at the the school, the the gym. We have lined the bleachers. Like this is our space, right? Like this is if this is a space where multiple old wrestlers have retired and multiple young wrestlers have like come up. This is like them being like we're doing this, we're doing this on our home, we're doing this on our home turf, we're doing this like home. Yeah, base. I like that. It, Maybe yeah, like, like, like this is maybe this is where they like, started. Like maybe it's like the the first like year. This is the only place they could afford. Oh, and they always come back to it because it's like their origin. It's where they were born. It's like it's where you were born, and that's where you die. That same that cyclical mm-hmm. nature. And maybe like the matches here are never the only matches that are ever televised here are retirement matches. Yes, I love that. It is. It is. Yeah. It's that. It's that. Like the, the, this and it. It has that kind of effect, right? Like when you watch it, you see that ring, and you're like, "Oh, damn!" You know it's serious. It's just like a slight variant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is a venue in my hometown. Um, that used to be where all of our professional sports um events happened, and then a new stadium was built, and all the sports moved there, and this old venue, um still gets used but only for legacy show events yes um and it is a strictly worse venue than the new place Mm -hmm. but 100 it has that legacy okay um and so i think that this promotion has gotten big enough that it's old training facilities that was kind of run down and worn out and like an old brick building they still own it like the company owns it but that's not where they train anymore. They only open this venue for these kind of events. Yes. yes. Like, mm-hmm. that's the legacy. But, but it's the venue where I think that some wrestlers did train at before this new one opened. I think the new one opened right before maybe, like, some of the younger crowds started um, training with this company. And so I think when they set up these events, they really sell the fact that this is a time capsule event. Yes. You're going to a space that is closed the rest of the year. Like you, you have to. You're stepping on like hallowed ground. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Oh, sure. I love oh, that, Rob. That's getting great. chills. I love That's it. Very good. Um, just I'm so hype. By the by, the one in my hometown is called the Snake Pit. Oh, <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> oh that's my a great gosh. Name. I want to go to. I want to go to a show with the Snake Pit. I know. It's. It's Hell great. yeah. Um, yep. Very cool. Uh, you've wrestled the champion before. What went wrong last time? Um, yeah, this is really easy. Um, 
I, I, it took a long time for Quorum to recover from this particular one. They injured themselves on their ring entrance. Oh, jeez. <gasps> oh, no. They, they normally, um, engage their fans and there's still, there's still a, a fair following for Quorum. Um, Quorum calls their fans the, uh, 49% majority. <laughs> Um, and, um, and the way that um, they engage them is kind of um, going to the four corners of the ring and um, like yelling out like voting instructions <laughs> and people voting for these things. It's just arbitrary. Like, who do you think is going to win the headline match tonight? And and people voting one way or another. Um, and I think that as they were doing this before the start of this match, which was meant to be like a really kind of, um, not the main event, but like one of the really great events of this particular show, Quorum, um, went to jump on, um, uh, the second ring rope and missed with one foot and actually, um, popped up oh. in the, um, oh, no. and they had to try and recover from this and sell enough of the match with that injury from the start to not um, look like they were out to pasture already. So it was a very short match. It ended up being a squash match. That was fine. Um, across Quorum's career, they've had enough of them, but it was a match that they were injured from the get-go. Yeah, have they fully recovered from that injury? Um, yes. I think that injury happened a number of years ago. Um, I think that Quorum really is pushing past how much they should in like put themselves at risk. They, sh- they should be done by now. Like the fact that they, they, they at this point it is a conscious decision to not be done. I, I think I think as well it's a conscious it's a conscious decision not to be done. Um, and I think it's been playing on their mind that they really do need to retire soon, but they don't. They keep putting it off because they don't want to get in the way of other people's retirements. They don't want to take the spotlight. Aww. From this or from that um, and I don't think that objectively that's a wise decision but I think Quorum thinks it is so I also have a follow up question about that match did um, did Big Daddy like in that match did he help cover up that injury or did like the crowd realize it or like who knew that you were actually injured from the get go? Um, Cause like obviously big daddy, I think would have figured it out. Yeah. I think from the opening lockup, um, as soon as the bell rang, they locked up and Horam let big daddy know that they were injured and um, big daddy um, Quorum, Quorum said like let's push this for a little while let's at least give them a bit of a show and Big Daddy ignored that and just ended the match so it ended up being a squash match at that point in time um, because Big Daddy cared more about correct, like rightly cared more about the injury than the being put over um, by putting on a good match uh, Big, I like Big that a good guy. Can, I, can I throw out can I throw out a pitch? Mm-hmm. That's the moment. That's that's the moment that they turned. That's the moment that uh, Big oh, Daddy turned. Oh goodness! That's it was. That's the domino. It was this moment of like, of he heard he heard them say, "Let's push this. Let's put on a show." And he had a moment deep down where he went, "What and do what? Like end your career for 
a 15 minute a 15 minute non-title match like is that worth it and like he realized that like looking out for yourself and putting on the show and and emphasizing that couldn't matter more than the than people oh i love that moment that's the moment that he kind of was like no i'm gonna end this match and like it it was a moment that i think pogs and and big daddy talked about a lot in terms of like like it was a moment where he's like they really they were they were gonna they were gonna shatter their knee and end their career for nothing like is this is this is this really like the like are we are is this the best we can do is this what we're really after like is yeah. that chasing the brass ring and and if i it was and post if i made yes. a post pogs didn't get it because they're so used to putting physical injury at yeah. risk they're, yeah they're used yeah. to going yeah, hurt yeah. i think that's all. yeah that's like, why that's exactly why like that that's start, exactly is that where we, also is that also where like a wedge started to form oh, yeah. between uh pogs and big daddy oh yeah it was it was it was i'm squarely in quorum's corner of like yeah they were hurt but like you do the job you have you have a responsibility to the fans like you have a responsibility to 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 everybody like it is about more than you and yeah if they if they said if they said that they were good to go then you had you should have respected that hmm. and like it was that was where it started to turn and like we started to go in different directions I like wow. that. That's very good. Wow. I love that awesome. a lot. It works. What you were saying? Oh no! no. It's like the cards. No. <laughs> good card. Oh no. Okay, I am gonna take this. You have to. Got to take this. Okay. Card. This hurts my heart because I was just Whoa. talking about loyalty. <laughs> Oof. Okay. <laughs> this is your last show with the company. Do they know? Do the fans know? Uh, no. The company doesn't know. And neither do the fans. Misery May is moving to that other company that she would have gotten paid more at. She's pretty torn about it, but also she wants to make a name for herself with a company without always having her dad's name and like all of these old big names attached to her like it's fine that they're attached to her in the arm's length way that a different company would be like oh yeah that's so and so's daughter but like here but they're not this... getting you they're not getting you yeah like here at this company there's just too much of that of of those relationships that she feels like she needs to make a name for herself outside of it and so it's Letitia Chains's retirement and I I think that nobody knows wow so not even Quorum I was gonna ask if Quorum or Letitia knew but yeah nobody nobody so, do any of us know I don't think anybody knows and I think that um, if I may add something to it I think that in the match with Quorum, I think originally the plan um, is for uh, Misery to win because she's, you know, you know that, you know, upstarter and everything, and she's gonna throw the match. Yeah, but, yeah. She throw off the whole night of book. Well, that's how Quorum gets the fight, Big Daddy later, 
because he was supposed to lose earlier to Misery May, but now oh, that's very it changes good. the card and gives Quorum that moment with Big Daddy later. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, so, and Quorum has no idea, and when Quorum maybe has Misery, like, pinned, and she's supposed to, like, do some kind of move to break out, she lets it go, and she taps out. And, yeah, the ref has, the ref has to call it, because the, yeah. the ref has to call it legit, or else the fan, or else it, like, the whole thing falls apart, so, yeah, damn. Yeah. Wow. So nobody knows. <laughs> Throw an even more curveball. Everything's interconnected yes. thing in here. Yeah. Um, the match that Big Daddy later offers to Rad Dan was the match that was meant to happen tomorrow night against Misery May. Oh, so now he now <gasps> yes. you want to fight. Oh, oh. That, that yes. That, that offer for you to take that spot was only offered because oh. he needs to find someone. It's going to be a squash. Oh, jeez. It's all connected. Yeah. So, okay, so then I'll change it slightly to say that um, Misery May confided only to Big Daddy. Oh, sure, because, yeah, because, like, he needed to know that he wasn't fighting you in, Yeah, you don't like, want to ruin his tomorrow. night. Yeah. yeah, so I, so I let him know, and I let him know, like, maybe very shortly before and I'm like look I'm just telling you this out of respect and like I want to give everybody a good show tonight and everything um, and I'll be letting the company know after the match but I wanted to give you like the heads up I just love the image of everyone backstage going what the heck just happened why did she lose <laughs> you know just then the chaos coming from yeah, that right. it's yeah. like, what, what yeah and 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 beyond that, Big da- Daddy being able to say because he did know it's okay, it's fine, we've got this. Like, we've, which we've further got, builds I've, up. Oh, I know it makes him look so good because this yes. crazy thing happened. He just steps in. I have a plan, and like this is why he's the champion. He knows exactly what to do. Yes, the legacy of Big Daddy grows. Yeah, and I I think that like if it's and this is only if it's okay with Quorum. If Quorum has been thinking about retiring, then maybe this gives way to. Um, them having like a stand up last year for next year. If I can be honest, I think it just makes Quorum really sad. <laughs> oh because, no! Because remember that Misery May is the closest thing that they consider to a friend here, and mm-hmm. that friend is leaving without uh, telling them ahead of time. <gasps> oh no! Oh, that's gonna make it. That's gonna make them quit. We'll we'll maybe we'll leave. Quorum's future just hanging for the moment. Oh no! Um, I I do think I do think that Quorum would be the first person that Misery would tell after giving the heads up to Big Daddy, but it would be after the show because she. It's after the match, and I think that that is bad to Quorum. <laughs> Pun intended. Oh no! It is. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh, this hurts my heart. Wow, I love it so much. We probably need to move on, but I do have one quick question. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, what is Mystery May's new gimmick and name at the new promotion? <gasps> oh, uh, yeah, because she'll definitely leave Misery May behind and, like, maybe return for, like, you know, retirements or something like that. Um. Oh, I think... That she is going to, uh, 
We can circle back if you need time. Oh, shoot. Because I think the final card asks something that could answer that later. Okay. Yeah, it does. Okay, okay. I'll think about it because that's, oh, that's not, yeah. that's a great question, but I'll think. It's a really good question. Yeah. Someone you care about is in the audience. Who are they? Do they know how you feel? Um, oh, I don't know about this one. Someone I would. I, I have a pitch for this one oh, if you'd like it. Oh, please serve it up. Because uh, it, it, it takes a card from before and like really, like really throws it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say your. I would love to propose that your parents. Are <sighs> That's what I was like. Thinking. Your parents showed up. Oh my goodness. Okay. I love, <gasps> love that. Yeah. So. Yes. Aww. It it was it was it was you said you know you said you couldn't make it, you said you couldn't be there and then they and you told them what an opportunity and then, God, you such know a, they're there they are it's like supportive oh, parents. It's, it's our yeah definitely I would say that yet yeah, Rad Dan wouldn't know because he he assumes they're at the restaurant having their anniversary. I mean it's a mm-hmm. big end so everyone would be there. And maybe before, like his first match, as he's going down the ramp, he sees off to the side his mom and dad there holding Rad Dan posters, screaming and stuff. And it just, it literally, like you could see it when you watch the footage, he just stops and falls out of character. And just this goofy smile gets on his face. And he just looks at his parents and just laughs and just gets all tingly and shakes his head and turns that rad Dan face back on and goes to the ring. But yeah, so his parents are there and he's now trying even harder because if this is how his parents are going to spend their 50th anniversary, he is going to put on the best show he's ever done in his life. He's bringing his a plus plus game. Yep. I love it. That's so good. Amazing. I am friends with the champion from a hobby outside of wrestling. What do we have in common? Uh, this is how we met. We actually met. We actually met uh, because we run in very different wrestling circles. We actually met. Uh, we are both. We're both car guys. We're both specifically like uh, we both are, are just like big on cars and we do a ton of like uh you know maintenance and and restoring old cars and like showing them off at shows and we actually met and started dating and we didn't really realize for the first like date or two that like we were both wrestlers and it was like a really specific moment when we both kind of like hit that like hit that moment of like oh actually i have work that night oh well you work at night what do you do oh i'm a professional wrestler (laughs) shut up (laughs) That's awesome. Like, <laughs> it it's it's this um it's actually uh wrestling is sort of cold for us. Like we see each other backstage and it's oh cool, it's good to see you, like happy you're here. And like we don't talk, but like if you get us both talking about cars, it's the one time that we both like sync up again. Uh, the old sparks and the old and chemistry like, come if, out. It's just it's just we're 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 let you know, bouncing ideas off and like making fun of each other in that kind of affectionate needling way and like it's the one thing that like we we kind of sync and then like we remember everything and it kind of like goes back out of sync but it's that that feeling of like for a brief second kind of forgetting about it that's so beautiful but also so sad to think of a pair of wrestlers who dated and 
if they weren't wrestlers, probably would have made it. Yeah, like, it, w- it would have yeah, worked right? out if they were not wrestlers, or at least one of them wasn't a wrestler. Oh, oh, teary. Poor Pogs. Who here helped you get your start in pro wrestling? Oh, can I be really sad for a second? Of course. That's the yes. theme for the tonight. <laughs> the centerpiece display for this venue, being this hallowed venue, um, actually has under it in a really elaborate urn with a belt wrapped around it, the founder of the company's ashes. Oh, wow. <gasps> um that when he passed away is actually when they stopped using this venue because it kind of became a sad place for some of the people that were still in the company. Um, and now oh my dog's God. ruining the moment. Um, Rob, I feel like you read my mind because I <laughs> came beautiful. up with a new name. <laughs> that's beautiful. Uh, um, I think the... I don't think I'm going to... I'm not going to name the founder of this company. I think that's something we'll just leave. I like that. I like like that. I think it's perfect. I think it's Mm -hmm. perfect. But I think that this venue is um, called that person's name Memorial Venue now. Yep. Um, Yep. Absolutely. Or like their last last name Hall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, that's much better. That's much better. Um, And so... um, even though they're not here, they are still here. Um, and yeah. any time uh, this venue is a lot of memories for Quorum. Hey, Rob. Um, mm-hmm. I came up with my name before you answered this question, and it fits so painfully, <laughs> brutally with what you just said. Yes. So I think that Misery May's new name that has not been announced is Lady Phoenix because she rises from the oh. ashes of those before her. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. Oh. Tess, I wasn't ready for that. You tried to warn me, but I wasn't ready for that. Oh my A God. wrestling game should not be this emotional, guys. <laughs> oh. This, this, this oh. is doing the job. This is where this doing is the job. This, so, is, this is where it lives. I have to find that this is secretly her last match and it's at the place where the ashes of the founder of this company oh, is just <sighs> oh, where it, poetic. that's where it lives I also really love the idea of us having a founder this is a minor gripe about the world of professional wrestling we're in at the moment but I really love the idea of having a founder of a wrestling promotion who is not um, exploitative of their workforce like yeah. someone who's uh-huh. just remembered for being good is a really nice thing to imagine in the yeah. world of wrestling yeah I agree I agree, I agree a lot <sighs> yeah oh sorry I'm sorry I stuck that dagger in and twisted it a little bit it feels good it feels good yeah use your finishing move on this all right all right lady phoenix it is your car yeah please who here got hurt during their match with you uh you know what I'm gonna pass this one because I don't think quorum got hurt at all okay um, and we've already established that the two of us had a match together. So, so um, well, I, I, you could definitely pass it, but I, uh, if it's a one night tournament, you're probably rest. You are probably also wrestling multiple. Oh, okay. Like a round robin tournament. Mm. Type thing. 
Yeah, or like a like if it's a like an eight per like if it's a tournament structure, like if it's eight people, you're probably wrestling two or three match or a number of matches depending on how far you get into the tournament. But actually, I think you're exactly right because you're probably throwing that first match. Yeah. If I'm working it out in my head. Unless it was a 16, in which case you would have had one match prior to quorum and you didn't want to miss the quorum match. <laughs> yes. I'm going to pass this. Okay. I'm going to pass it to... Mm, I'm going to pass <laughs> it to, I think, Red Dan. Okay. Okay. All right. So who got hurt during their match with you? Now, is this... I am glad... I am glad that we worked out the the number the numerical logistics of the tournament because I am specifically a tournament bracket <laughs> nerd and so having knowing like what the stru- the fact that it, I'm thinking it's a 16 person tournament now I yeah. can see it now yeah. it makes sense to me now everything clicks. <laughs> so does this mean my, the match tonight or like in a previous match? Uh, match match tonight. tonight. Um. Okay, so yeah, I would say that. Yeah, God, just because he has so much animosity towards Pogs that, yeah, I'm going to say that maybe in the fight that he had with Pogs that that Pogs got hurt and it's not uh, Rad Dan's fault because in Pogs, this is stuff Pogs, they're doing moves that Rad Dan does, which is way more technical, way more specific on things. And things were set up a certain way for the move and Pogs doesn't have the experience and in the move, Rad Dan did everything he was supposed to in, oh, I don't know, like his Confucius choke slam, and, but for whatever reason, Pogs didn't roll the right way and instead of landing flat on his back, they landed on their shoulder and like maybe hurt their shoulder or something like that, but he did his move correct, but they've never yep. really oh, fought together good. and Pogs messed up and Rad Dan got mad because this guy's messing up his match now. I love it. And yeah, honestly, like that, that weighs so heavy on, even though Pogs is the one that got hurt, that weighs so heavy on Pogs because it's like, this was my proving. Like this was my moment to prove myself and I screwed it up. Like I messed it up. Like I was, I couldn't hang. And like it, it hang, like it, it weighs on my heart. Like the ret, like Ugh. that, like that, like I, this, this was, I got, and like I got hurt because I didn't know, I didn't know like how to land. Like that weighs so heavily on me in terms of like I was brought into this tournament to prove myself, and I feel like I didn't. Oh no, yep, that's good. Okay, I just want to hug Pogs. <laughs> So I believe since you passed it, Tess, it's your card. Oh, yeah. What's the coolest thing you get to do in one of your matches tonight? Okay. Okay. Hang on. I had this. So I feel like there was a throw that... um, I feel like there's a throw that, like... Misery May like just loves because it was one of the first throws that like her dad taught her and like it's like one that like looks really like um like it it looks really like I don't know violent like it takes like it's like an aerial move okay and I feel like she got to do it and it's like right before she throws the match. Oh, um, so um, that's oh, yep, oh that's, that's good. I like that a Tell, lot. It has to be Misery May 
I'm sorry to interrupt you. It has to be Misery May doing her dad's like finishing move. Right? Okay. Yeah, whatever it is. Because I guess imagine, oh, because she's wrapping everything up. So I don't actually know if this looks cool because I don't watch a whole lot of wrestling. Like I've watched um, it, like it low looks extra- YouTube things. Whatever, whatever you're describing but is going to look cool yes. in our minds. I really liked the name of this move called the Moonsault. Yeah, it looks oh, the cool. Moonsault, the Moonsault's yeah. great. Moonsault's okay. a cool looking move. I don't know what it actually looks like live, but I, when I was reading about wrestling moves to prepare for this session. It's a really cool move. Yeah. It's a it's, great looking move. It sounded really neat. So a moonsault, I'll just like read the description for like people who don't know wrestling, but a moonsault is like a backflip aerial technique. Oh, Rob found one to share. Um, so it's where they go from the top ro- rope and they're facing the crowd and they do a backflip and land on like their stomach on the stomach of the their opponent. Is that a good way of describing it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that covers it. So like, yeah, so they end up like kind of slamming down stomach to stomach against their opponent. Um, and I think that's where like so she does this moonsault, she flips over, it looks cool, the crowd goes wild. Quorum does some kind of move to flip her and pin her where she's supposed to get out of it and she doesn't and that's where she ends it is right after doing the moonsault do they catch the moonsault or do um does may land it i think may lands the moonsault and i think that i think that quorum i think they like do some kind of ground move and like pick whatever move you want um, that like flips her. Yeah, I could see that. You could, uh, you yeah. Um, I, I I see that very that that looks that looks that looks very natural to me. Also, I'm just watching this moonsault game. <laughs> it's, it's just a, a cool move. Same. It's just looping and it just looks cool. It's just a good move. It's a good yeah. move, Tess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful moonsault. Please go and find gif of a moonsault and just watch it for about 10 minutes enjoy <laughs> just it. watch it oh. loop we'll just we'll just link it in the show notes <laughs> yeah please please <laughs> definitely it's a good so move good. so yeah i think that i think that's like that's misery may's last big move before she throws the match that's so good so good who here did you use to team with why haven't you spoken in a while um I think that, yeah, Rad, Dan, and uh, Quorm used to tag. They were, uh, like, for, like, a hot minute, they were, like, maybe when they had, like, some big tag team tournament or something, and they got paired up together. And I just like the idea of Rad Dad being kind of the sophisticated thinker and Quorm being also a sophisticated type angle that they would kind of mesh together. And... Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, so... Why haven't they spoken in a while? Um, hmm. Um, do you have an idea for that tag name? Oh, I don't know. Well, just not off the top of my head. I'm trying to like answer the question and think in my back. If you have it, if you have a good tag name for us, please throw it out there. Um, the Ingenue's Parliament. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I don't feel like I'm needed here. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. 
that's great. That's gracious. I dig it. Okay. So I think they haven't spoken in a while. Every time I do this, I keep making Rad Dan not a good person. But I think that Quorum, like the tag theme was going well, but Rad Dan in his in his, you know, his dream board he has up on his wall at home is that he is the champion. He's the solo guy, and he didn't want to be stuck in a tag team thing. He wanted to be his own wrestler. So even though they were kind of building up some heat, building up popularity, and things were going well, he really pushed, you know, the the writers and stuff to let them break up and him go back on his own because his goal is to be the champion, and he can't do that by being a tag team person. So he broke up this really promising tag team that I could see Quorum being mad because maybe that was like a second steam picking up at the tail end of career that Rad Dan just threw to the side because he's just being a young kid and selfish. Yes. Yeah. I have a I have a slight curve. Oh, of course. Go for this. it. Uh, Quorum was not upset because they assumed that Rad would want to go solo at some point okay. anyway. And they just haven't talked because they had nothing else to say. <laughs> um. I also love but that. Dan thinks oh, yeah. that Quorum is, is it's mad It's all personal. He just thinks Quorum is mad at him. He doesn't, you know, he respects, like, you know what? I have to do me, that old man. Yeah, they don't think about Rad Dan at all. And it's all in Rad Dan's own personal mind that he has this, this beef with Quorum that doesn't really exist. And if we don't get Ingenue Parliament t-shirts made from this podcast, I don't know what we're doing here, guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you one, um, Dwayne, because I've already got an idea of how Oh, goodness gracious. Um, but I would like you... I'm going to give you the full right to say no to this, but I think I could take this a step further and say that Quorum actually doesn't remember which one Rad Dan is. Oh, yes! Oh, that's because <laughs> he has had to tag with so many young upstart, like young starters. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I totally, yeah. Of the of the the twenty times they've had to tag, it just blurs all together. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that. It's this it's this Can huge I... thing for Rad Dan that means nothing for him. <laughs> yeah, so I think that Misery May sometimes is like, I promise that they don't care about you, and Rad Dan is just like, no, no, that was like a defining I burnt moment. Them so bad. <laughs> They have to think about it all the time. They're, they're definitely mad at me, though, right? They're definitely they're mad definitely at me. They're definitely mad at me, right, though? And Misery May is just like, at some point, I think Misery May maybe just gave up and was like, yeah, de- absolutely. I knew it. Sure. I knew it. Yep. <laughs> it, was after, it was after Misery May decided she was leaving. It's like, yeah, they're definitely mad at you. They're just, sure, you should probably really have a big confrontation with them. <laughs> they're definitely mad at me, though. They're definitely mad at me, though, and that's why I'm not getting better booking. Right, right. Oh, goodness. He's the star uh, of his own little show, Rad Dan. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> One, two, three, the tournament is over. Big Daddy Longlegs wins. So, uh, this is it. This is our final card. Um, so what's going to happen here is we're going to answer the questions on this card. Okay. Um, the questions are, one, two, three, the tournament is over. What will you remember about tonight? And the wrestlers are meeting later for drinks and pizza. Will you be there? And if not, where will you be? Um, so for my answers, the thing I will remember is I had is there's like a spot like pretty late in the match with Dan. There's a spot pretty late in the match with Dan where 
like the story of the match is that Dan is wrestling me on on Dan's turf, right? Like the story of the match is that Dan is like out wrestling me and I can't like and and it is a, it is a plot point that like I can't meet Dan on the wrestling thing, which which it ultimately proves true because I get hurt trying to sell a move. But like the end of that match, sort of towards the end of that match, like the the tone changes and like we start fighting on my terms and like maybe I even bring out a web like a, there's a there's got to be a ref bump spot right got to have oh, a yeah, ref yeah yeah oh definitely ref gets flipped or out some, of the ring or something yeah somebody runs into the ref the ref falls unconscious i grab a trash can and i start hitting i start hitting dan with a trash can crowd is screaming dan's parents uh, Dan's parents are pointing to me going, going get him out of here ref you get him out of here you 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 got him out of here right Dan's parents getting held back by security <laughs> yeah like Dan's parents are getting held back by security and like but there's a moment where like I am showing I'm, I'm like I've got the trash can and I'm standing there and the crowd is booing me and they want me dead and I am like I look like I look like a force to be reckoned with and there's like a moment where like it is it is it is me going like all right i did it i got what i wanted tonight we're like these people were like so excited to see this weapon come out that like i feel like i kind of showed some people like what it can be oh can i can i can i throw a bittersweet um, curveball at you that yeah i think pogs was supposed to win the match but because he got hurt he had to go out that he was actually going to go farther and yep, yeah, for sure. I was supposed to I was I was so supposed to win this because like I was supposed to go pretty deep because like I was Letitia Chains like, you know, there's that where I'm there for that big moment. But like I couldn't I couldn't do it. Um, I don't think I'm there for drinks and pizza later. Oh, no. Where will you be? I, th- I think I'm just driving home. I think I'm just like I think I'm driving home to ice my to ice my leg. I think I just. I don't want to hang out at a pizza party with my ex. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I I don't want to like. I don't. It just. It doesn't feel right. It feels weird. Like. I don't really feel like this is my scene. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna head home and like. I gotta ice my leg because I got a show tomorrow with like my people, like my crew, and like I want to be on top for that. Woof. Oh, pugs. Uh, let's go to let's go to Rob. Rob, what are our what are how does how is what uh, how is Quorum feeling? Give us give us your answers. Oh. Um, I'm really conflicted. Um, I think I have an answer, but it's both happy and sad in a way that I don't think I think we've had enough of for the evening. So I think I'm not going to go with it. <laughs> um. Oh heck, why not? Let's go all in. I feel like um, it I feel like it sounds like the Yeah, right it seems like it, it yeah. works. Um I'm gonna answer them in a backwards order. Um Quorum does not go to um get drinks and pizza. Um they actually go to the hospital um as soon as the tournament is over. Um and it's not because they've injured themselves, um, it's actually to meet their granddaughter who was born that <gasps> evening. They Damn you, Rob. Um, are the consummate professional, and so even though their first grandchild was getting born that evening, they did not skip the tournament uh, or even mention it to anyone. Um, they knew that Letitia would have told Quorum that Quorum was being an idiot for skipping something like that. 
Um, and so as soon as they can, as quietly as they can, um, they, they leave and head to the hospital. Um, I, I don't feel like I'm not, I don't feel like that's to me. Like this is, this is maybe Jeff, this is maybe Jeff being a a broken (laughs) individual. Um, I don't think that's sad. Like to me, that's not. That feels like you know. I haven't turned the knife yet. Quite, on. Oh jeez. Oh please. Okay. Okay. Oh goodness. Uh, okay. I don't like. I don't like. Where the, I don't like that at all. On, on please the, continue. On the drive over, um, Quorum is very, very upset. Um, about May. Um, oh no. <laughs> and the fact that May is leaving what Quorum considers their legacy because. Why would you ever leave this place? Um, like, it may not be now, but this is your, this is your home. Like, this is going to be your championship in the future. Um, and so, Quorum, um, when meeting their grandchild, very strongly insists uh, to their daughter that maybe May is a good name. Maybe there's a start of a chance here. Um, Damn. Uh, and Quorum never speaks to May again. <gasps> oh, jeez. Okay. So I, I guess I get I guess May. What are your answers? I don't want to answer. Oh I don't my want god! To answer now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> um, follow that up, Tess. Follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I told, I tried to warn you. No, oh, that is no, br- no, that is brilliant. The, the, that was that, that is, was br- that, that was is, oh my beautiful. That's oh. so good. I think that May tries to tell Quorum about it and Quorum's super upset and I think May's trying to explain it like you know um, look like maybe I'll come back to this company I just need to make it on my own terms for a while like and and like she's trying her best to like keep it together but I think like what she remembers is like Quorum walking out and like she's trying to like talk to him or she's trying to talk to them and they just like are walking away from her and she doesn't know that they're on their way to like meet their grandchild Um, but I think that from her perspective they're walking away from her and not giving her an opportunity to like explain her piece and and I think that she doesn't okay too many people are not going for drinks and pizza, <laughs> so I think that she goes for drinks and pizzas but um, like she really believes that she gave Quorum like a fantastic um a fantastic match and like that like and she had like even though it was a lot of pressure she had so much fun with them and like it was probably one of her favorite matches that she has ever had at this company and it was like the high that she wanted going out of this company you know with you know one of her favorite wrestlers in the company and And yeah, so I think like for her, it was initially this super, super, super high of like, look, like this is how I wanted to like go out of this company. Like I wanted to like, 
you know, make it on my own, but I wanted you to be the person who I like ended with. And she thought that it would be really like good and meaningful and everything. And then she's like absolutely devastated, but she goes for drinks and pizzas and doesn't mention to anybody else that she is leaving. And I think the next day is probably when she tells uh, Leticia, but um, yeah, she goes, she goes for pizza and drinks and, you know, puts on a face. And I think that's, I think that maybe that's when she realizes why her dad was a method wrestler is because oh. you can't show you can't show how you're really feeling. She's gonna get all jaded. <laughs> um, yeah, I just worked out. Someone asked the question earlier. What what is Quorum thinking for retirement? And what you just said clicked for uh, why they are so upset as well. Quorum had already started planning their retirement and they wanted May to be the one to take the spot in the final match. Um, They wanted to lose to May as their retirement match and now they're stuck in the company with no one they really want to kind of boost to leave with. Um, and I think they're gonna have to. And I think I think I think I think that May never knew this, and had Quorum told her about this, she maybe wouldn't have switched companies right oh. away, or maybe would have said that like she would do a comeback or something. Like oh. I think that yeah, she Quorum. had no idea that Quorum was planning this. Um, yes, Quorum had absolutely not said anything about this because they didn't want to get in the way of other people's retirements. Like, they have just been keeping this in their head, planning it and going, once Letitia's gone, then I can start the build-up for this. And, yep. Oh, it all hurts so much. It hurts so So, good. So, like, all relationships, if only they had (laughs) communicated, things would have worked out. (sighs) Okay. Damn. Damn. Red Dan. What are you thinking? Okay. Um... What uh, Rad Dan will remember from tonight is how his parents were there for him, how they showed up, and that even though he was putting the company first, that they supported him and loved him even through that, and that means more to him than the fact that with Pogs getting hurt, he got to go farther in the tournament, and now he's set up to maybe be the the villain to Big Daddy in the future. Maybe and he he's seeing that his career might be blossoming like he thought, but all that takes a back seat to his parents being there for him, and uh, he definitely goes to the the drinks and pizza because Rad Dan initially he's. He's all about networking. He's all about, I have to be there to talk to these people, to stay fresh in the writer's head, to make sure I talk to Big Daddy for at least 30 minutes tonight so he remembers me and I keep staying in front of his head so I can I can go. And he's doing his regular schmoozing thing. He's talking to people, putting on the face, shaking hands, smiling, all that kind of stuff. And maybe about 20 or 30 minutes into the night, he kind of looks over and he sees his parents sitting by themselves in a booth, like sharing a personal pizza, just quietly sitting there. And he just stops and looks around at all the wrestlers and everything and sees his parents and just walks away from the party and spends the rest of the night just with his parents celebrating their 50th anniversary and doesn't talk to the other wrestlers the rest of the night. Aww. I love it. 
Oh, good. Something I happy. I felt, I felt that. I like, love it. Make him not be such a jerk, and maybe he's growing as an individual. <laughs> I like that. I love it. I love it a lot. Okay. I I, I think there's a, there is a, I'd like to close on there is a moment where you sit down with your parents and like one of them is just like, so like. They're gonna press charges on that box guy, right? <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, get that guy, right? That was, that, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, yes, mom. I love that, that they been, like. The real. I love the idea that, and feel free to like, uh, you know, ex this, but I like the idea that Rad Dan's parents have never really understood wrestling or understood like the oh, rules right. or the hype oh. or anything, and that's why they were like. That's not okay, oh, right? That oh, was no, against yeah. the rules. He's going to oh, get totally. in trouble. They went to, he was wrestling since like middle school, high school. So they went to all his events. And they know what a wrestling match is supposed to be. And this is the first time they went to actually one of his events. And they were expecting kind of like his high school events where they go cheer with a little sign and stuff. And then this guy <laughs> named Pogs is beating him with a trash can lid. And they had no idea what was going on. So they've never seen pro wrestling before. <laughs> Hey, right, get that guy. They got it. I got to do. I mean, the commissioner's got to do something. They got to find that guy or something. Yeah, that can't be right. I also love really love the idea of one of um, one of his parents um, giving. You know how parents sometimes give advice that just <laughs> is well meant but not great. They, you know, maybe if you were a nicer wrestler, you would be more popular and your career would go better. Like not understanding the. Like, maybe if you like, smiled more. Yes. Maybe you have a great smile, honey. You should smile more. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh. oh yeah, that's oh, great. That's such a great scene to end on. That is such a good scene. I love it. Thank you all so much for playing this with oh, me. This was God, a dream come true. So, this game oh. is so much fun. I, I honestly wanted this game to go for another. This was I wanted delightful. To go for another hour. This was so much fun. Yeah, this was delightful. Thank, thank yeah, you so thank much, you, Jeff, Jeff. So much. And also, you're the. Jeff, you made this game. I did. I made this game. There's a reason that I wanted to play it. It's because I've never played this game that I wrote before. <laughs> you did. You did very, very good, Jeff. That was yes. Excellent. This is oh, so ha- it, it, honestly, it hit the exact beats that I wanted it to. So oh, I'm so is, happy about it. Yes. Oh, I, I'm so glad. I, I cannot. If you, even if you're not in to, like Tess, you're, you've never really been into wrestling, right? Um. Well, so I watched all of Glow was kind of like so my husband used to be super into wrestling when he was in like uh junior high high mm-hmm. school and stuff and then every once in a while he'd talk about it and when glow came out we watched it and he would explain everything to me which was super hilarious and then when i told him that we were playing this game we spent like a like i don't know maybe two nights like just watching youtube awesome. matches of like the rock <laughs> with like the undertaker and like all these different things and then i kept being like but what happens next but <laughs> and, that's, that's... and my husband is just like i don't know like it's like you can't really find the shows in order anymore on youtube but that's so. that's why this game is so just awesome because even if you don't know like you didn't have to know technical moves and all that kind of stuff because you're just telling a story and the wrestling is just the background it makes it more colorful and fun but mm-hmm. we're telling stories about parents and kids and father and all oh goodness gracious this one's so many places i love it i love it was it. good oh, oh i love it uh you so, guys are all such great role players thank you thank you thank everyone here so this much was so this was everything i, I wanted delight. and then so. i had a lot of fun rob i really enjoyed the two of us twisting oh, knives I into know, each goodness. other it was good it was uh, good to watch good to I, watch yeah i um 
I I do a role playing show about having a good time and things being happy and not emotionally draining. Um, I know. With, I listen to it religiously with, with with two other podcasters who also are horror podcasters, and we all have to vent our horrible, like, sad stuff in other outlets. So I feel like every year that I do IPM with you, Jeff, I keep bringing horrible moments <laughs> to it. the show. No, it's, like it's not, what I it's what yeah. I want. There's a reason that I wrote this game, and it's because I am I am the type of person that I went, yeah, I love wrestling, but what if it was <laughs> oh, sad? Goodness. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. if it was sad? Yeah, though? <laughs> give me sad wrestling. I, I, I genuinely um, so had uh, this was great from some of the stuff. I'm like, oh my god, I'm feeling way too much emotions for these fake wrestlers. <laughs> Yeah. Oh So real quick, before we wrap up, let's run let's run down the list. We'll give uh social plugs and where we can find our, your work online, uh, Dwayne. Yeah, uh for me personally, I'm not creative on Twitter. It's just my name, Dwayne Feenster on Twitter. If you want to check out my show, it's uh Flight Risk Pod on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. That's it because I'm old and I can't figure out Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So That's fair. But yeah, you just check out the show. We've been going for almost two years now. We have like 80-something episodes. We haven't missed a week in 80 weeks, which is really tiring and stressful, but I've been having fun. And if you... Wow. Yeah, if you yeah. did Star Wars and just crazy... I mean, I always say it, it's a Star Wars show, but we are so much more a Spaceballs show. So if you like Spaceballs and wish it was a little bit like Star Wars, we are the show for you. <laughs> There's also a Danny DeVito. It's great. There, There is a great cab driver. Yeah, that you, you have to check out. Um, yeah, so you can find Party of One at partyofonepodcast.com. You can find all my fantasy children at oneshotpodcast.com. And you can find me on Twitter at partyofonepod. Um, you can find me on Twitter at potentiallyrob. And I pretty much link everything that I'm up to there. Um, it's just the easiest place. Go there and check the bio. Um, yeah, I think I'll just leave it at that. You can find me at RPG underscore casts on Twitter. Um, I have an Instagram that I don't use, so don't bother with that. Fair. Um, but I run the RPG casts directory. I run I Am Here podcast. And of course, you can find, uh, you know, the event international podcast month that i um kickstarted not with kickstarter i created (laughs) (laughs) uh at internationalpodcastmonth.com um ipm uh this was amazing thank you jeff uh yeah it was fantastic so good so thank you thank you so much and thank you for all for listening thank you wrestling fans good night The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is composed by Benny James. Our graphic art and logo are by Matthias Grelli. You can support International Podcast Month by sharing and talking about the event, and you can even buy our team members a coffee. Links are in the show notes. Follow us at PodMonth on Twitter and use the hashtag PodMonth2020. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and for more information about the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners. All music on this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod. More of his music can be found at incomtech.filmmusic.io.